After Tubeav, the nights are getting longer, and we are told that this is a time in which we have to start increasing in our Torah studies, because night is the appropriate time to, to, to learn Torah. Now there is an age-old question, which one is better? Is it better to learn a lot of quantity of Torah, even if it is not done in depth, but at least we're covering a lot of ground, or it is better to learn less masechtes, um, less pages, but to learn it in depth. So this is an age-old question that is actually discussed in the Gemara Brachis, Daf Samech Dalet. Welcome to another episode of En Yaakov Beyond the Story. The story begins with a statement of Rabbi Avin Alevi, who says that if somebody um, is pushing his way into a position when this, the time has not come for him yet to uh, earn this position, he is going to lose out. And on the other hand, if somebody has been given the opportunity to be appointed in an important position and yet, even though the time has come, he is delaying uh, this appointment, at the end he gains out of it. And we learn this from the Rav Yosef and the Rabbah. Both Rabbah and Rav Yosef were uh, great Chachamim in Babel, and uh, it was the time to appoint one of the two to be the Rosh Hashiva. So the Gemara tells us that the Rav Yosef was Sinai and the Rabbah was Oiker Harim. Sinai, which means that this is the, the, the name that they gave, the nickname they gave to Rav Yosef as a Sinai, meaning that he knew a lot of bright, a lot of braises, he knew a lot of Mishnayis. The Mishnayis was very, everything was organized and clear, very clear uh, in, his, uh, in his mind. And he was uh, really able to recall any halacha that came up. However, his methodology wasn't as much in the analysis um, and the in-depth investigation uh, of, of every subject matter. On the other hand, Rabba, which was Rabba Barachmani, was called Oiker Harim, which means that somebody who would uh, uproot mountains, and they called him as such because he was very sharp, and therefore um, he was very into the analysis of every um, of every subject and learning it in depth, bringing a pilpul into it. So the question was, which one of the two should be appointed as Rosh Hashiva? So, Shalchu Lehasam, they sent over there, which means they were in Bavel, and they sent to Eretz Yisrael asking the Chachamim in Eretz Yisrael, who of the two is better? And Shalchu Lehu, the Chachamim of Eretz Yisrael answered, Sinai Koidem, Shakol Tzrichim, Lemarechitya. They said that the Sinai, the one who was more of a Baki, 
who was uh, more familiar with all the halachas, the mishnayis, and so on, is the one who needs to be, uh, who has a priority in being appointed because gave um, he gave a marshal the analogy of somebody who is the the salesman of the wheat. Everybody needs the wheat, um, which means that the one who has in the marshal is the one who has gathered a lot of a lot of grain. Uh, you know, he he's the one who's going to be able to sell a lot of a lot of grain, and everybody really is in is in needs is in need of such a person because everybody needs to eat, and uh, we need to make bread for that. We need grain, so the one who uh, owns who has so much grain uh, is the one who really should be appointed. In other words, we will need to have someone who has heard from his rebbeim and who in his teachers or from their teachers all the way back to, to Moshe Rabbeinu, we need to have somebody who knows all these aloches and is very fluent in them in order to be able to rule and to pasken. And the Gemara continues to say that Afal Biken lo yikibel alav Rav Yesef. Rav Yesef didn't accept the position even though he was the one who was given the priority because the, the stargazers had told him that he will reign for two years a reign meaning he will be the king for two years, meaning that he will only be the Rosh Hashiva for two years. So he figured that if he accepts to the position of Rosh Hashiva now, he's not going to live long. He's only going to live for two years. So he let Rabbi Barachmani take the position. Rabbi Barachmani was the Rosh Hashiva for 22 years. And after that, uh, he was, Rav Yosef was... Uh, the Rosh Hashiva for two and a half years. So that shows that Rav Yosef uh, ended up living an extra 22 years just by allowing somebody else to take the place that was afforded to him, that was given to him. Nagma continues to say that even though he was the first one who should have been appointed, he did not take any COVID during all the 22 years of Rabbo. He just stayed as if he was just one of the regular Chachamim and not one who was fit to become the, to become over there the Rosh, the head of the academy. So definitely this uh, piece of Gemara is indicating that the Sinai learning by gathering a lot more of information seems to be better than learning uh, less subjects but mastering them very well. Um, but really, it all depends. Apparently, the, this discussion really should depend on what is it that we need. On the one hand, if we need somebody who will give a good shear, a Rosh Hashiva, a Magid shear, somebody who has to give a good shear, so he, uh, he doesn't need to know the whole entire Torah um, as, uh, as much as he needs to have that mind that is more into the analysis, into digging in depth into the pill pool, then he's going to give a good cheer. But if, on the other hand, we need somebody who's going to paskin, somebody who's going to rule on the aloches, then we need somebody who knows uh, a lot of aloches. Um, so, Really, the question, the answer shouldn't be just like a blanket question. The answer should be, depends. 
Depends what you need the person for. Also, we could see that somebody who is a Sinai, somebody who knows in quantity, who knows a lot, he's not just a parrot because there's no value to somebody who's able to repeat things that he doesn't understand. So it is clear that the Sinai also has the mile of being also sharp and understand things. On the other hand, the Oikerarim, somebody who's a palpelan, somebody who's big into pilpul, he also needs to know a lot. He needs to know uh, the whole shas, for sure. Because how else is he is going to apply this analytical process um, and, 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 and the criticism, so to speak, of what he's studying, if not that he could compare it or bring up different different parts. So then it seems that both the Iker and the, 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 the Sinai and the Ikerarim are both of them, they have both miles. The difference is by each one of them, what is the Iker? What is the Iker? So by the Sinai, he has more Bekiyas and the Ikerarim has more Kharifus. The Ikerarim is perhaps by, by him, the Iker of his learning is more about how sharp he is in his thinking. And the Sinai, the main point is, even though he understands also and is sharp, but his main mile is that he knows more. So then the question comes in, what is better? It is better, is it better to be able that by you the Iker is to know a lot of subjects? Or is it better that by you the Iker is that whatever you understand, you know it in depth and you're able to be mepalpel with it with, in a very sharp, sharp way? The truth is that this is a very general concept of what's better, quality or quantity. Not only what's better, but what is more significant. Is it quantity or is it quality? Let's start by learning about, let's say, about... Uh, Alter Rebbe talks about Averis. And he touched upon this subject. He says that every Avera one person does brings a cloud that covers up the neshama, prevents the, the light of the neshama to shine within him. But just like clouds, there are all type of clouds. There are some clouds that are very um, thin and other clouds that are very thick. So there are some Averis that are more, um, a lot more serious Averis that will then cast a cloud that is a lot darker, a lot more thicker, which means that it will cover up the neshama a lot more with one Avera. On the other hand, there are other Averas that are called Kalois, Averas that are light, if we could uh, consider it such. And such a light Avera will only cast a very light cloud on the neshama. So therefore, the effect of the Avera on a person depends on the quality of the Avera. However, the Alter Rebbe points out that if somebody does many Averas that are like the light cloud, so then it's going to become a very thick cloud and the cover up on his Neshama is going to be very significant. So at the end of the day, it seems that that quantity plays a much more important role than the quality. Because a cloud might be light or might be heavy, but it all depends how many clouds we're talking about. 
to uh, explain this more, the Rebbe brings a Chakira, that uh, famous Chakira of Yosef Engel. says, somebody who has to eat meat on Shabbos, for refuah, for, for health, or for whatever reason, um, or stam, somebody wants to eat meat on Shabbos. He has to eat meat on Shabbos. So the question is like this. Should we shecht an animal for him on Shabbos? Or, because shechting on Shabbos is not allowed, but if we shecht on Shabbos, at least he'll eat kosher. Or we'll say, well, we're not going to shecht the animal, but uh, let him eat the nevela. Let him eat from an animal that hasn't been shechted, has been slaughtered properly. We could think, in, a, in, in a one hand, shechita, the punishment of shechita is skila, is death by skila, shechita on Shabbos. Because that's a isur, you're not allowed on Shabbos. Chilul Shabbos is death by skila, which indicates on a very serious aveira. On the other hand, nevela is only a love. Somebody who eats a nevela, the basin doesn't kill him. So that shows that it's a much smaller aveira. So is it better for him to eat a nevela, a non-shechted animal, or to eat a shechted animal? The difference is that even though eating a nevela is only a love, but it is one love for every kazais that the person eats. So every amount of kazais that this person will eat, it will be chayev, it will be over on the love, on every single bite or every single kazais. So that amasses to a number of kazaisim that becomes worse than if he's just going to do one time avera of shechting the animal. That's a one time big avera rather than many, many times small averas. And actually the halachi is that we should shecht him, the animal. That shows that quantity seems to outweigh quality. That the, doing many small averas is worse than doing one big avera. So over here you see that definitely it, that explains why that as a general rule, not depending on the situation, but as a general rule, quality, quantity will take precedent over quality, and therefore the Sinai is to be appointed rather than the Ekerarim. And the thing is that we have to realize that when we call him Sinai, is a lot more than calling him a Marichita, the one who owns a lot of grain. As a matter of fact, the, the, the logic over here is like that. If the, if the mile, if the advantage one has over the other is only quantity with no quality um, edge, so then it, it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be enough. When we're talking of marichita, somebody who, is, who has a lot of grain, everybody has some grain, everybody has some wheat at home. But the wholesaler has got a lot more. So then the difference between the two will only be in quantity. Somebody, everybody has some grain at home, and the wholesaler has a lot of grain. But the truth is that over here you see that the Gemara doesn't call it mare lechem, the wholesaler of bread. He calls it marichita, the one who, who is the wholesaler uh, of, of, of grain, not of bread. Well, what happened with the... With, with, uh, with, uh, grain. 
you, you, you still need to process it. The Gemara asks in Yibam, it's a rhetorical question, it says, Adam evichitim, chitim koises, a man brings home grain, he brings home wheat, does he eat, does he chew on the wheat? No. He has, the wheat has to be ground, and then it has to be made into a dough, and the dough has to be baked, and only then you could really eat the bread and, and benefit from it. The same thing over here when we, he's comparing Marichito, the one who owns um, a lot of grain, a lot of wheat, and he's calling Therefore, comparing the Torah to wheat, wheat is something that needs to be processed in order to be beneficial. The same thing is Torah. When you know a lot of Torah, it's not comparable. If you just know a lot, you still have to process it and analyze it and so on. So then it comes out that like this. If already the, somebody who has a, a bigger quantity of grain, um, he has more wheat than somebody else, so he has a priority. Much more so somebody who has worked on that grain, which is the idea of a Sinai, somebody who has worked on the grain and, and really analyzed it and process, processed it. Because in fact, when we call Sinai has, as a mountain, it has and the mile of having more earth than the flatland, but also in the echus, in the quality of it itself, the very fiber of the mountain is not just an accumulation of more earth. A mountain is something that is, in essence, very different and greater than just flat land. So in addition of the quantity, there is also, uh, there is also the mile of the quality as well. And in fact, this is also the difference there is between the Bavli and the Rushalmi. That in Talmud Bavli, the halachas are just mentioned in a very clear, clear way without a lot of analysis. Uh, as opposed to in Bavel, that uh, the Talmud Yerushalmi will be comparable to Sinai. And we, because it's not just an abundant amount of halachas. There is also a logic, a study, a methodology in there as well. But it's not comparable to the methodology of the Bavli, which is um, when there is a lot of questions and so on that come, come up with it. By the way, perhaps, I mean, I haven't seen written this in Sfarim, but perhaps it's possible that that's the reason why, who actually ruled that Sinai Adif is Hassan over there in Eretz They sent the for Eretz were able to appreciate the value of a Sinai over a Kerarim because this is the, 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 the way the Derech Halimut. This is uh, just a Lechidudei. There's an interesting question that will come up from this conclusion that learning in the quantity will be more valuable than learning in the quality. As, uh, the Beresheva asks this question, says, the Gemara says that when a Neshama comes upstairs, they ask him a number of questions. One of the questions they ask him is, Pilpalta Have you, did you learn Torah in a way of an analysis and debate and so on? Or are you just reading the things? So that clearly indicates that the mile of Pilpul. You need to have people. You need to learn Torah in, with, with such a methodology. 
when you get up there, they're asking you if you've done that, that means that this is something that is indispensable. So then how come, this is a question we ask, if being a Bucky is greater than being a Palpelan, how come they didn't ask, are you a Bucky? Did you, do you know the whole Shas? No, they ask what it is that you learn. Did you learn it in depth? Why is it so? If we have established before from the Gemara Boches that the, the, the priority goes to the Sinai. So the answer is, when it comes to being a Bucky, not everybody is able to. You know, many people learn, we all go through this problem that we learn a lot of things and then we forget them. It's just not all of us have the ability to remember everything that we learn. However, that ability of sitting and learning in depth, making the effort with a yegiyah, with an extra effort, to understand something not often shitri, not in a superficial manner, but to actually learn it in depth, everybody is able to. Of course, granted, each one at his own level. Some people will take it a lot deeper, others will, uh, will be able to reach a certain level, but everybody at his, with his own limitation, with his own ability, is, go, is able to make that effort and uh, as opposed to Bikias, to remember everything that whatever you learn and you know the whole thing that you learn, you are, you are able to just off the cuff uh, repeat it, that's not given to everybody. So therefore, we're not going to hold you accountable a mile for something that's not within your ability. So we're not going to ask you where you're Bucky. The question is being asked is Pilpalta Bataira. But also, there is all, there is, we could, they, they ever suggest another answer here. He says, it all depends. Are we talking about a yachid or a rabbi? A yachid, an individual, he has to learn in depth to the point that he has to be mechadesh. He has to be able to come up with, 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 with innovative thoughts in the learning that he does. But over here in the discussion in in Baches, it was about appointing a leader. Appointing a leader, is it going to be Rabbi or Rabbi Yosef? Is it going to be the Sinai or Kerarim? When we're talking about appointing a leader, who will need to come with to a conclusion in Haloche? What is Haloche? Then, of course, we need to have a Sinai. We need to have somebody who has the halachas very clear and organized the mesudar in his, in, his, in his head. And this is why the Gemara says, Everybody needs to have the master, the owner of a lot of grain, a lot of wheat. Everybody needs. If we're talking about an individual need, so then learn what you learn in depth. But when we're talking about one who needs to be appointed, as a leader who will need to rule, he needs to know all the halachas. However, what do you do with the pilpalta batoira? You have to learn toira in a way of chiddush. Like we said before, that the Sinai also has the pilpul. If a yachid, if an individual has to learn in depth in a way in which is mepalpel, wouldn't, ex wouldn't you expect that from the leader as well? Of course, the leader, the leader because he's a Sinai, it's not just a marichita, also has the pilpul. This is a mountain after all. 
So he has that ability to be palpable as well. If not, he wouldn't be able to reach the right conclusion in the halacha. Because in the halacha you have all kinds of similar cases and when you have to really comes with a razor-edged thinking in order to rule what is the right situation over here, what is the halacha in this particular situation, you absolutely need to have somebody who is also a mepalpel. But by him the ikir is not the pilpul. By him the, the ikir is, no, get to the point, give me the halacha. You know, we've all come across a situation in which we ask Rav for, for, for a simple question, you know, and then he gets carried away into the whole pill pool and at the end you're holding your pot and you're not sure. Is it kosher? Is it not? No, tell me what to do with it, right? So it all depends. The, you have to learn it and understand it in a way in which it will take you a long time to get to the conclusion. The Rav has to be able to tell you straight, this is the halacha. So even though we have just established that the Maila of Sinai, which means quantity over quality, knowing every, knowing a lot, and knowing things that actually needed to know. But nonetheless, we see, as we mentioned before, that the difference between Sinai and Kerarim is the difference between Babylon and Yerushalmi. We see that when there's a machlekes between the Babylon and Yerushalmi, is halacha ke Bavli. The halacha is like the Bavli. Why? is because what we call when you reach the light after the darkness there is a much greater value to this light the fact that you had to be mepalpel the fact that you had to 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 to, to analyze and, and and get to the depth of things and so on is because things were not clear is because you needed to make an effort because things were not clear but that is exactly the reason. Since you made this, this effort, there is more value to the result. And we are often using this darkness as an excuse. We're saying, you know what you expect me to learn and to understand things? We are in Golus. We are in a time in which not everything is that clear. So therefore... I shouldn't, I, don't expect me to go too much in depth because I can't really dig out the, the, this depth. The answer is no, on the contrary. Is Dafke when you are going through the Yegiyah, the effort, you will get to the highest level. And that's why the question being asked, Lemaila, is Pilpalto Batoira. Meaning that making that effort while we are in Eilamaze, bringing clarification to the halacha, meaning bringing clarity to this darkness. And by bringing clarity to the darkness, to your darkness, meaning you're in the dark, and you don't originally get to the right conclusion until you put a lot of effort, that in itself is also clarifying and refining the world around you as well and that also brings an end to the darkness of this Golus as we know that learning Torah brings light to the world in a sense in which you have refined and brought in light through searching for the right conclusion in learning Torah making an effort to learning it in depth that also refines and clarifies the world as well just want to finish with a, with a story that once the Tzemach came into the Alter Rebbe 
And the Alter Rebbe told him, I would like to give you as a present the grasping and knowledge of the whole entire, entire Torah. And Semach Tzedek says, no thanks, Torah is to be acquired through effort. So I'd rather have the Maile that comes with the effort rather than just knowing it all in one shot. You may relate this story to what we learned before. Wait a second. The Gemara tells us that uh, Sinai Adif more than the Ekerarim. Here it's a Machzedek seems to be opting for the other choice. Well, the rest of the story is that it's a Machzedek afterward thought to himself and he said, Torah is infinite. So therefore, whatever I could receive as a present in knowledge of Torah, I could take it a lot much further by putting in my own effort as well. And he went back to the Alter Rebbe and he told him, the Alter Rebbe told him, that's too late, you gave me a good answer, and now you're going to have to go and you know, fetch it, earn it, earn it on your own. So from this story we could see really the mile that there is in both. You have to learn a lot of Torah. And that a lot of Torah that you learn with a ribuy of quantity, you also have to put in your effort in the quality and the depth of it. And as we say, that this is dafke through this effort that you are going to not only clarify yourself, your environment, but refine the whole entire world with the light of Torah.